I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Praise God. As you probably already know, this beautiful lady to my left is Lynn Weeder and I am David Weeder. And we are right smooth middle in the, in the study on love moving into, well, never mind. That's another, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, of, 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 well, no, you don't, you're not supposed to love coffee, but I know a lot of people that come really pretty like, like, yeah, they really like coffee. Go make that cup. Or tea, if you prefer, and uh, get your Bible, get your notebook and a pen, because we're going to be going over a lot of scriptures and things that you want to at least jot down, go back and look at, and um, pull the chair up to the table here. That's why we sit at this table, because it's just you and us, and we're getting into the Word together and sharing some things. So, Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to share your Word. Holy Spirit, we're asking you to think through our minds, speak through our lips, to unwrap, unveil the mysteries of the contained within the Word of God, for you are the ultimate teacher of the church, and you use teachers placed in the body and the anointings on teachers to bring these things to light. And we're so honored to be among that that group. And we thank you, and we 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 take it. We don't take it lightly. We take it with great honor and great respect. And we thank you for everything that you are accomplishing through these broadcasts, through all of the wonderful teachers and ministers that you've placed throughout the body all over this world. It is as every joint supplies, and we're just grateful to be one of the joints. Praise God. Thank you, sir. I'm asking you to get these broadcasts into the the hearts, minds, and ears of people all over the earth that will benefit and learn and be healed and set free. For it is the engrafted word, the receiving of the engrafted word that provides deliverance for people's thoughts, their emotions, and their wills. And it works every time it's put to work. Thank you for revealing these things to us in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, we are going to jump right into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, I'm going to read through it again, I believe. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mark it ahead of time. Oh, well. We I'm going to read through it. Well, I know, but I like okay. to read it from here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read down through it in the King James Version, and then... We're going to really kind of dig into some nuts and bolts of what it looks like, get a real picture of love from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in the Amplified Classic version. It just, it's just that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it amplifies. It amplifies. That's exactly right. And it's classic. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we'll start in uh, verse 4. Charity, the King James Version says, or that word in the Greek is agape. It's the God kind of love. The God kind of love suffers long and is kind. Charity envies not. Charity, the reason, by the way, just 
in my opinion, I, I mean, obviously I wasn't there, so I don't know for a fact, but I, I really think that the reason, because in other, in other places in the, in the King James Bible, it translates, translates agape as love. Mm -hmm. But I think they were really, really trying to get across the fact that this is a giving love. Well, and it's giving without strings. Right. It's when we talk about charity in today's world, it's giving to the poor mainly. And that's because someone that can't pay giving back. that to somebody who may not ever be able to give anything back to you. They may not be able to do anything for you. And so there's no strings. It's just here. Mm -hmm. I love you. Take this. Here's another, here's another aspect of this as well. Love always gives. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave. But don't put giving in a box because giving different things speaks differently to different people. You can give physical gifts, you're out and you see a pretty flower and you think and you, you give it to your child or your spouse or a friend or, or whatever. If, if gifts speak to them, then that's going to minister love to them. But to other people, it may be giving time giving your time, your presence, your attention may be the expression of giving, the expression of love through giving of time is what ministers love to somebody. It may be, and, mm -hmm. and the Lord did this for us too. He gave us his words. Words are containers. They're spiritual containers and words can carry fear. They can carry love. They can carry hate. They can carry doubt. So particularly faith-filled, love-filled, peace-filled words of encouragement, words of affirmation, words of health, and joy, giving those words, you're still giving something. Giving those words may minister love to that person. May not minister love to someone else so much. I mean, it's still gonna be an encouragement and everything, but different people receive different things and perceive them as love. Because we're love, not identical. But love always gives. Right. Always gives something. It's, it's what we talked about. It, hey, if you didn't watch last broadcast, go back and watch last broadcast. We talked about knives. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> we talked about the fact that you use knives. Someone may say they know how to use a knife. Well, okay, are you talking about using it in the kitchen? Are you talking about using it in, a, uh, in the hunting camp? 
Are and you talking about using it for self-defense? Construction. Yeah, but not like screwdrivers. Really? Uh, that, I didn't point my <laughs> finger, did I? <laughs> so, I but, didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but we also <laughs> talked about the fact that there are consistency. There are there that you always, no matter what the use, you should <laughs> be cutting away from yourself or at least towards something that's in a like a cutting board in a safe direction, <laughs> not towards yourself. Okay, that's kind of like what I'm talking about here. There's different ways to express love to different people based on how they receive it, but but love always gives, it always gives something. Okay. <laughs> I think that covers charity. <laughs> okay. Man, we went all the way to knives with charity. Golly. Sometimes <laughs> it's charity to not use a knife. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's, what is this? Self-control. <laughs> that is. <laughs> all right. Charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envies not. Charity vaunted not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, Seeks not her own, is not easily provoked. There's, 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 the, there's the knife. It's not easily provoked. <laughs> Thinks no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Charity bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Charity never fails. All right, now we're going to spend a little. Okay, all right, I'm going to go back and deal with this. Um, this says believes all things. You, you must interpret the word in light of the word. And the wisdom of God contained in Proverbs that God gave to Solomon for him to teach, okay? He says in there... <laughs> He says, the simpleton believes every word he hears, but the wise suspect danger. One translation says they suspect evil. So this, this isn't a blind, just, oh, I just believe everything I hear. Well, no, look, somebody in India is going to get all your money. <laughs> Nigerian <laughs> or so whatever, and, you know, they, you know, and they're probably not even from there, but they put it on there, you know. But don't, hey, hey, wisdom is the principal thing, not a principal thing, but it never runs. They're not running diametrically opposed. He expects you to have read that and, and apply it in love. Okay, all right. So I just something I just had to deal with that. All right, now let's go to the. Uh, uh, Amplify Classic version. And do you want to go ahead and read through this, Beth? Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It is not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. Okay, hold on just a moment. Yep. Okay, so it's not boastful or vainglorious. So, but it depends on what you're boasting on. You can boast on God and what he's done and what Jesus has done. That's not what this is talking about. 
It's talking, talking about, about in your own, yourself. yeah, in your own self. And it's not talking about self-debasement. The word says to think soberly of yourself. That's think rightly, think according to the word. I can do all things. That's not what it says. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Well, and that's the proper, that's thinking soberly. A good example of this was in our oldest son. When he was little, he was very comfortable with himself. He knew <laughs> what he was like and things like that. And so we did have to teach him and instruct him a little bit, but he wasn't braggadocious about it. But when somebody came up and said, you're handsome, he'd say, okay. He wasn't boasting that he was handsome, but to him that was the same as somebody coming up to me saying, you have on a red shirt. Just stating a fact. All right. So he was comfortable with that. But then we did have to go ahead and apply manners. And we told him when somebody comes up and says something like that, you do need to say thank you. And he went, huh. All right. And he did. He applied that to be gracious. But he, I just loved the fact that he was so comfortable with himself. That he didn't go around going, I'm handsome. I'm this. But when somebody told him that, he was confused because he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, look, now, look, now we're not, I mean, okay, so we're not, think, this is our son, I know, and, 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 and yes, we, we, we're a little bit prejudiced. But that had, doesn't happen to be the case in this time because we actually had modeling uh, agencies that had seen pictures of him contact us and want us to get him into modeling. But we did use wisdom. When they came to us and asked us about that, we prayed about it, and... God said, no, <laughs> he's right here in this spot where he's comfortable with himself. He knows he's handsome. But if he has people telling him that all the time and the center of all that attention because of his looks, he's going to go over into boastful and vainglorious. Yep. Um, we're most of a broadcast and hang out through the first <laughs> verse. <yet>. That's okay. <laughs> People need to know that they do. They absolutely do this, and that's what, what this, we do. We're being what this because. looks like in, in real life. life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that wasn't rehearsed. It just comes out that way. Okay, <laughs> all right. It is not. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, it's not vain, boastful, or vainglorious. Doesn't display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, and that all kind of goes together. It is not rude and unmannerly, and that's what we just said to most people. What our son did with saying, okay, is rude and unmannerly, so we had to teach him manners. Yeah, it seems to me a couple times he, when somebody would tell him that, he actually, he, he said, I know. <laughs> so we had to teach him to say thank you. It's not rude. And if you don't know what rude things are because your parents didn't know and they didn't teach you, Go online and look it up because manners are not to put restrictions on, oh, you have to sit absolutely properly. You have to eat this way. You have to do that. Manners are to make other people comfortable in your presence. It's for their benefit. Mm -hmm. It's so that... It's expressing love. Yes. It's, it's, it's putting the other person first. Giving. Yes. It's giving preference. Okay. It's not rude or unmannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. 
for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. On all of that, it, well, I want to go ahead and I okay, want to go ahead and finish, finish that because I've got a I've, yeah because okay. I've got a. It takes no account of an evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Okay, perfect example. Okay, neighbors. <laughs> okay, so you've got this neighbor, and they profess to be you know Christian and everything. And yet they're pretty persnickety about some things and they think that they, you know, own whatever and, you know, hey, don't be parking in front of my house. Don't be, you know, whatever. Now, the jurisdictions may be different and everything, but so what if you and go, if you go and find out I got the right to park my car right in front of that house anytime I want to and she can't do a thing about it for X number of time. I'm going to park my car over there because I have the right to do it. Right back here, it, hey, I didn't say it was easy. And you just want to go, she's being, she's being nasty on purpose, and I'm, I'm, I got the right to do it. I'm going to do it. Doesn't mean you should. But it also doesn't mean that you have to park it two blocks away to walk in because you're not wanting to park in front of her house. Well, no, no, but you, but you don't, so you're not seeking your own stuff. You're seeing how you can benefit her. Or you're seeing how you can benefit the community. Or you go to the hotel room. Don't steal the towels. That's not benefiting that person. Well, that's just a big corporation. Well, somebody owns the corporation. The, the person that's over that particular hotel unit has to give an accounting of how they're doing financially. It's going to impact somebody. How, you know, Third John says... Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Do you have a prosperous soul? Do you have a prosperous mind, will, and emotions? Is your mind always thinking of how I can give, how I can benefit somebody else? How can I make it easier? Here's a good example. You stay in a hotel. You check out. Are all of your towels crumpled up on the floor, wedged between the bathtub and the and the and the toilet bowl commode, where the maid has to bend over and fish him out of there when she has to bend over 500 other rooms that day, or do you gather them up and set them up on the counter where she doesn't have to bend over to get those? She can just grab them and put them in her cart. That's a prosperous mind. How can I help that person? This helping me. It's, I mean, they're being, they're working in the service industry. How can I benefit that person? So we're just trying to give you, we're giving you the picture of what love looks like. And the other thing on that is there is a difference on insisting on your own way and saying, I won't allow you to treat me this way because that's not right. Yeah, particularly in the area, that's that's like, uh, you, you really, a blatant example of that is like domestic. Yes. Domestic violence, domestic abuse, you know. You, you have a right not to be beat up. This doesn't mean forfeit that right. That's, wisdom <laughs> is the principal thing. And they, hey, you don't, no, no, but don't let anybody convince you you gotta, 
put up with that and take it because of this type of scripture. I've heard that. That's why I wanted to address it. I've heard that in the words of Paul Dung <laughs> preached and it's exactly that's exactly what it is. That's ludicrous. You hear me? You don't have to put up with that because of this. That's not love. And putting up with it is not love. Thinking of yourself soberly, I'm a child of the living God. Now, Lord, how do I need to How do I need this? to handle this? And hey, Pray this over the spouse. Put their name, if they're born again particularly. Yes, I born know. Again, I don't want any. Sh- I know people are sheltered, but yes, there are born again people who beat up on their spouses, not just women. Put their name in there because the love of God has been shed abroad in their hearts. They just aren't receptive to it and they aren't paying attention to it and they're not yielding to it in their actions and and conduct. So by faith in the word, start putting their name in that. But don't just put their name in that and go on for years and years and years getting the stuffing beat out of you. That's not God. You can put their name in it from a safe location. That's exactly right. You You may have to create distance and put their name in it and it's still their choice and their will. So anyway, don't put yourself in that condition and call it or use these things as an excuse. It goes back to what we just talked about as far as thinks the best of every person, but yet that's in conflict to what wisdom does. Okay, we talked about that in, over in Proverbs. Okay, it's that type of thing. You, you have to use discernment according to the rest of the scriptures. Think soberly about yourself. Well, what's soberly about you? God loves you. He created you. He made you. You are a son or daughter of the living God. He does not desire, love does not desire that you are tormented physically or mentally or spiritually. That's why love flushes out, casts out fear. Fear is all over that situation. Afraid to stand up, afraid to leave, afraid to say something. Afraid to stay, afraid to leave, afraid to say something, afraid to stay quiet, afraid, fear, 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 fear. And it produces, it, it, it doesn't produce, it attracts the curse. Okay. Boy, we that that's nowhere in the notes. I'm just letting you know. But it's real situations. It's yeah. situations that aren't typically addressed. Yeah. And if you're if you're not born again, then you really don't have a good place to start. Because love has not <laughs> bed shed abroad in your heart. You may have a worldly concept of what you think it might be, but it's not it's not flowing out of you. It's not being produced in your spirit. It has to be, it has to be faked <laughs> almost, okay? So without Jesus in your heart, in your life, and in your family, you don't have a place to start. So don't go anywhere because Ryan's coming up and he's going to tell you exactly what you need to do. 
Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Weeder, and uh, you just heard an amazing message of faith, uh, an amazing message on the Word, but when you really get down to it, it's an amazing message about Jesus. And really, that's what all this is about, is Jesus. You know, He is love, He's provision, and He wants a family. He wants you, you, <laughs> as a part of the family. You know, it says in Romans, Romans 5, that while we were yet sinners, Jesus came to this earth. Jesus, perfection himself, came to this earth while you were a sinner, while you were on death row. The Bible says in, in Romans 6 that the wages of sin is death. You were a sinner. You were on death row. And Jesus showed up, set you free, and took your place because he wanted you as a part of the family. He wanted you as his son or his daughter. He loves you more than anyone else ever possibly could. And if you want to be a part of that family, have that perfect, loving Father, I would love to offer you this opportunity to pray and receive Him into your heart. Accept that adoption. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that's what we're going to do. Believe with our hearts, confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus, just like it says. And if you're ready, just repeat after me in prayer. Father, I come before you, believing with my heart and confessing with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for sending him to this earth, paying the price for my salvation. I receive it and accept my adoption into the family. I thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I know that you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen and amen. Welcome into the family. Glad to have you here. <laughs> and now that you are born again, you can really truly say what my dad says. What we always say at the end of the broadcast, and please say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Hey, Jesus is love personified. If you want to see love, you go back to the Gospels and you study Jesus. He didn't just lay hands. He laid hands on lepers with basically the way Dr. Luke talks about it, especially particularly in his Gospel. It was full-blown, open yeah, it wasn't sores. It was just a tiny little spot. Yeah, things have probably fallen off at this point open source, and Jesus loved them, was moved with compassion, and he put his hand. Hey, nobody was allowed to touch these people. It was considered an extremely contagious and deadly disease. They were isolated. Nobody had touched him in maybe years, and Jesus touched him with the touch of love and healing. Hey, that's love. He is 
love. And you, hey, I'm believing that you did what Ryan led you to do. If not, it's not too late. Do it right now. Hey, go back, listen to it again, and do it now. Your life will never, ever be the same because he loves you. And we love you with his love. And because Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org 